Hello and welcome to the Today Not Tomorrow podcast. My name is Oscar Isaacson and this podcast is brought to you by TNT Fitness. This podcast is sponsored by Whoop. Whoop is a wearable fitness device that helps calculate your recovery. This is not something that's super vital to your training. You can train without this thing. You can probably tell if you're having a good day or not without the whoop. But for me, I like to see that green circle on there so it helps encourage me to go to bed on time, to stretch out a little bit before going to bed to get some better recovery score numbers and sleep. So if you want a fun way to kind of gamify recovery, go to join.whoop.com TNT. You'll get the strap for free and you'll get the first month off as well. We've got a few events coming up at the gym next Monday. That is on the 22nd. We're doing a bring a friend day. You can bring someone to any of the classes that day. So from 5 a.m. in the morning until 7 p.m. at night. Doesn't matter if it's a CrossFit class or if it's a Swift class. You can bring a friend, two friends, three friends. Bring as many people as you want to. We're going to have a beginner friendly workout on this day. It's a free trial class for the people that you are bringing in. Um, as always, you want to start off taking it nice and easy, so we're going to have plenty of scaling options available so that no one overdoes it on their first day. I'll talk about the workout we've, we're going to do as well so you can give your uh, friend a heads up or just kind of uh, hide it from them if you feel like that's needed. But that's next Monday, November 22nd. We have the Thanksgiving schedule set as well, Thursday on Thanksgiving, 8 a.m. workout only. This is for Swifters and CrossFitters. And then on Friday, it's 1 p.m. workout only. These are going to be some big workouts. Uh, we're going to have a lot of turkey and stuffing to burn off. So expect a lot of uh, cardio, a lot of lifting, a lot of everything. The next Goal Getters meeting is going to be on Wednesday, December 8th. So taking a little break from the usual Tuesday meeting. This is going to be with Coach Ashley and she's going to talk about goals visions intentions she's gonna set you up with a good plan for 2022 the last event i'm gonna talk about is just a general plug for the nutrition program we have at the gym lindy's back again courtney are doing these as well they are both certified precision nutrition coaches nutrition is more important than working out so if you're spending uh, hours in the gym and you feel like you're not making the progress that you should be making then nutrition could be a big piece of this thing. It's something that everybody needs help looking at. It doesn't matter if you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced. It's always good to have a coach help you with these things. They can do a one-time consult with you. They can do a four-week program. They can do an eight-week program. This is much better than doing some wacky challenge for 21 days that's way too intense. And then at the end of it, you splurge. You blow it all on a meal that you've been thinking about this whole time. They have a very systematic approach. They'll meet you where you're at if you're a beginner, intermediate, advanced, and they'll slowly give you assignments and habits to focus on. And as you progress and you learn these things, they'll give you some more things to tweak and improve. This is the most important thing to you changing your fitness, your health, how you feel. Nutrition is more important than working out. So see Courtney, see Lindy, work with them. Don't just do it for uh, a couple of days. This takes time and you have to have a ton of communication with them 
if they give you assignments and you don't complete them or you don't get back to them, it's hard for them to see what's working, what's not working. So if you feel like you are ready to make the change, go see Courtney or Lindy and they'll help you out. This week's programming notes is going to be a couple of general ideas about program and moving well. And we're going to talk about the Bring a Friend workouts that we have coming up on Monday if you're curious to see what it is or if you want to share it with a friend or just if you want to see how I think about writing a workout when people come in brand new to the gym. Sometimes you see a lot of emphasis being put on the program, the sets and reps, the rest times, the intervals, the rounds, those things are all awesome. I'm a big fan of just writing programs in general. Obviously, it's what I do every day. But at the same time, you got to step back a little bit and realize what's more important than the program. Moving well. You could have the perfect program in front of you, but if you don't uh, jump like you're supposed to, if you don't squat like you're supposed to, if you don't deadlift like you're supposed to, then it doesn't really matter if the program is perfect because you need to move as well as you can. And that is way more perfect, that is way more important than the exact percentage or time that you rested or anything else. Something else that's way more important than the perfect program is what you do outside of the gym. Maybe you have the absolute perfect back squat routine in front of you. It's a 12-week program leading up to a new PR. That's all fine. That's awesome. But following that program and then going home, sleeping for four hours instead of seven hours, drinking a couple beers instead of having water, not getting enough protein and having too much sugar, that is ultimately going to be the downfall of that perfect program. So I'm a huge fan of spending a lot of time writing a good program, but it is not as important as moving as well as you can and then taking care of your body outside of the gym. One thing I've been thinking about is the cost of shorting reps. Let's say we're doing a wall ball workout, you're doing a few air squats to warm up, the squats look good, and then we grab a med ball, do a couple of practice reps, they still look good. We start the workout, it's 10 rounds, one round in, you're fine, two rounds in, you're fine, three rounds in, you're starting to get tired, and then you make the choice of limiting the range of motion. So you start squatting above parallel, you're shortening it down because you're getting tired, and because you don't want to stop and everyone else around you is moving. And to be honest, it takes a lot of effort to do the full movement. Is this a big deal? Yes, no. If it's a competition, you would get no rep, so that wouldn't be good at all. But if you think about it as compared to doing half reps with a wall ball at the gym, compared to being at home in the couch doing nothing, then yes, you're way better off doing half reps with the wall ball. But the thing that happens is... Each time you do something with the form that's not ideal, you get better at doing that thing right there. So if you half squat at the gym, you get better at half squatting. You get more efficient at half squatting. You get stronger at half squatting. So each time you do a good rep or a bad rep, you kind of ingrain a habit. Your muscles get used to it. Your uh, nervous system gets used to it you start walking further away from what you're supposed to be doing. So if your goal is to get more flexible, a lot of people want to stretch for a long time or do some foam rolling or wrap a band around their hips, the most effective thing you can do is probably just to squat a little bit lower, actually get the chest to the ground on the push-ups, 
actually finishing the lockout with the press overhead instead of out in front of you with you leaning backwards. When you do a half rep at the gym, your half rep gets stronger. So if you want to bite the bullet and make this as swift of a process as possible, skip those altogether. Lower the weight, do the full thing, you're gonna become much more mobile. And when it's time to rely on the things that you practice, it's actually a solid foundation and not something that you kinda have to force yourself to do. Here's the workout for Bring a Friend Day on Monday, November 22nd. We're gonna start off four minutes on the bike. It's easy, there's no technique on it. You sit on the bike, you go, you get warmed up. Perfect. Next step, we're gonna do some toe touches, knee hugs, arm circles with a toe touch, walking lunge, lateral lunge. These are all very slow and gradual movements. A good coach can see you do these things and know exactly uh, what kind of conditioning you're in, what kind of coordination you have, body awareness. So this is a great start to a bring a friend workout. Notice that we don't have the fast ones in there too. There's no uh, side shuffle, karaoke, high knees, butt kickers. We need to start things off nice and easy. If you're in class and there's no friends, the coach can always change things up as needed. So uh, always expect to see something else if it's a more advanced class, but this is the warm up for Monday. The skill, which is the workout for the day, is gonna be 15 minutes. AMRAPs are awesome. I can do 15 minute AMRAP next to Rich Froning doing a 15 minute AMRAP. He'll do a lot more rounds than I am but we're still gonna get a good workout in. So we're gonna go four minutes of rowing, 30 push-ups, three minutes of rowing, 30 push-ups, two minutes of rowing, 30 push-ups, and then with the re uh, remaining time you have left, if any, just row as far as you can. The score for this workout is distance on the rower. Rx, the same thing I just said right now. It's got 90 push-ups in there, so a little bit dicey, but nothing crazy. Intermediate, we got knee push-ups. Most people are gonna be able to do 30 knee push-ups without getting slowed down too much. And then for the friend, friend level is gonna be 15 elevated push-ups. We'll have barbells on the racks. You'll walk over, do 15 push-ups. I can set this higher up and my grandma can do the push-ups. I can set this a little bit closer to the ground and someone that has a little bit of workout experience but hasn't been in the gym for a while can still get a good upper body workout going. Four minutes on the rower, three minutes on the rower, two minutes on the rower. You can go as fast or as slow as you want to. If you feel like you get a little bit tired, take a break. Friends, you're allowed to take a water break. Regular members, you're not allowed to take a water break, but this is the workout for the day. After the rowing and push-ups, we're gonna go four rounds for quality of eight tempo goblet squats, just practicing some squatting with a little bit of weight and then doing 12 dumbbell reverse flies. The reverse fly is good for your posture. It's gonna help stretch out your chest a little bit after doing the push-ups so we feel nice and tall walking out of the gym. Eight tempo goblet squats. You can do this with no weight at all. You can grab a three pound dumbbell and do this. It's three seconds down, three second pause at the bottom. Good way to stretch out, practice your mobility. If you're a little bit more advanced, grab the 88 pound kettlebell if you want to. Grab the 100 pound dumbbell if you want to. Let's see someone go 100 pounds on eight tempo goblet squats, three seconds down, three second pause. This is very challenging for 
an advanced athlete and this is very very doable for someone that hasn't worked out in a while the swift workout same thing we got an amrap it's 20, 10 minutes we're gonna go 20 calories on the bike 20 dumbbell push presses and then 20 dumbbell one arm rows if you're brand new to the gym grab a light dumbbell take a couple of breaks if you've done this workout before or something similar you know what you can do then you can push the pace you can go heavy this is all up to um, how heavy you want to lift if you want to take it easy that's fine like i said before friends if you need to stop have some water go for it regular members um, you need to keep power through this one and get a couple more rounds Today's topic is going to be a little bit of a mixed bag. I'm going to talk about the pod being missing, about a nutrition article I saw, and then about a tweet that kind of stirred up some emotions earlier in the week. First of all, I haven't done a podcast in a while. This is where I could make a bunch of excuses saying this happened or uh, this thing caused me to not do the podcast, yada, yada, yada. I see this all the time at the gym. Someone wants to work out. They would like the idea of working out, but they don't show up to the gym and they don't lift the weights. It doesn't really matter what the excuse is. Everybody can come up with excuses. It's super easy to do. What really matters is what you do if you show up, if you do it. So I'm not going to make any excuses. That's a bit of a life rule that I have as well. I dare you to find a time or a place where I made an excuse about anything. You can't think of a single thing. You can't I just don't make them so going forward I'm not gonna promise that I'm gonna make a bunch of podcasts either because I'm just gonna show you instead same thing goes with the person that doesn't show up at the gym because they have a bunch of great excuses when they do show up they'll talk about all the great things they're gonna do I'm gonna do 100 workouts in a day I'm gonna work out non-stop I'm gonna lose 200 pounds whatever it is I don't care what the excuses are. I don't care what you're going to do in the future. I just care about you showing up at the gym and doing the workouts. Anything else doesn't matter. I'm going to do the same thing with the pod and then I'll leave it at that. The nutrition article I wanted to bring up is from a research review that I subscribed to and they were looking at different responses in NEAT. If you don't know what NEAT is, it's non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's anything except uh, your workouts at the gym. It's moving around the house, it's going to work, it's going up and down stairs. It's stuff that isn't a purposeful exercise. Now this has some huge variability to it which is pretty interesting sometimes you hear people say oh i can't put on any weight i'm really trying to put on weight right now or maybe someone is doing a weight loss effort and they feel like they are restricting their calories and exercising but things are still not moving um, like they want to this is where you need a coach on your side to help you out this is uh, like i said earlier talk to coach lindy coach courtney they know this stuff they can help you out but the neat the non-exercise activity thermogenesis is very variable. This study right here, they're talking about uh, an example where they fed non-obese subjects 1,000 calories beyond their maintenance for eight weeks. So we have a group of people, it's a healthy group of people, and they get 1,000 calories more than they need for eight weeks. 
Let's say that this is all males and they usually consume about 2000 calories and their weight doesn't fluctuate. That is their maintenance level. For this study, they got 3000 calories. So 2000 plus 1000 is 3000 for eight weeks. And they found an average NEAT increase of 328 calories per day. So the group of people, the group of guys, they got a thousand extra calories, they got more food, and they became more active. So 328 calories per day. This is not from exercise, this is just from them sitting down. Maybe they have a leg that's always kind of bouncing around. You know one of these people? Maybe it's a person that loves to just talk with their hands and move a lot. This could be any movement at all. So the average increase was 328 calories per day. Now the range on this for the group was negative 98 calories up to 692 calories per day. So on average, they, ex they moved about 328 more calories per day, so they got a little bit more active from eating more food. But some people actually saw a decrease, so they moved 98 calories less per day, and some people moved 692 calories per day. So in this group, there was someone that was fed a thousand calories more than they needed and they moved less. And then in this group as well, there was someone that got a thousand calories more than they needed and they almost burned off the same amount. They just got more food and they got more active and that was it. This is a huge range and this is why you need to be meticulous about Maybe you need to track your food maybe you need to be, be very religious with logging exercise and how much you do so that you can control these factors because this is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. This is stuff that you can't really be conscious of all times. Some people just move more, some people move less. This is why you need a coach to kind of help you uh, troubleshoot and find a good plan for you. Interesting stuff. The tweet that went out a few days ago that got a couple people worked up went something like this. I was doing so good on my diet, but then it was my coworker's niece half birthday, so I had to eat an entire cake, a pizza, and drink six IPAs. This is obviously a joke, but there's a lot of truth to this as well. Sometimes you're doing good, sometimes you're on a roll, and then something knocks you off that roll. You need to set a standard for what this is. Hopefully, it's not super low. If it's your coworker's niece half birthday, then you're never gonna reach a single fitness goal or health goal in your life. This needs to be higher. I'm not saying it needs to be super, super high. I enjoy all these things all the time, especially on the weekends or other occasions, but you need to figure out when and where and how much. This tweet right here says had to, which is funny because no one forced you to eat any of those things, but you came up with a scenario in your head to kind of justify the thing. It happens, everyone's human, it's fine, let's move on. Let's figure out where that level is at. Make sure that it's reasonable. Maybe it's not an entire cake, a whole pizza and six IPAs. Maybe we go half a cake, three quarters of a pizza and four IPAs. That doesn't sound like much of a difference, uh, but it does make a difference and if you slowly chip away at the things that you mess up nutrition wise and make it a little bit better it's going to make a huge difference over time
The quote of the week is, if you have good habits, time becomes your ally. A lot of people think that the reason why people struggle with exercise is that they don't have the information about what to do. That's not true at all. Everybody knows if I hold up an apple or a bag of chips in front of you, that the apple is better. Everybody knows that smoking's bad for you. Everybody knows that sleep is good. If you ask someone if walking 10,000 steps is a bad idea or if it's gonna uh, help them be healthier, then everybody knows that walking is good for you. This goes for everything. Soda, water, Big Mac, salad. People know exactly what to do. The reason why most people don't do anything about it is because they can't see into the future. If you have good habits, time becomes your ally. Let's say over the last year, you put on 20 pounds, you're a little bit less mobile, you feel a little bit less energetic than you did before, but so what, it's gradual, I'm fine, it's not a big deal. Go 20 years into the future, 30 years into the future, if you have that same decline, you're not gonna be able to take care of yourself. You're gonna be stationary, you're gonna be dependent on other people, you're gonna be weak, and you're gonna be out of control. The reason why people struggle with fitness is not because they don't know what to do, they don't have the foresight to look into the future and say, if I'm on this path and stay on this path, where am I gonna end up? Hopefully you see yourself in a good spot, hopefully you see yourself walking around when you're 60, 70, 80, playing golf, having a good time. If you don't do that, then take a look at where you're at right now, what you need to change, start with something small. If you have good habit, time becomes your ally. Have a great week at the gym. I'll see you in there. Let's get after it.